0: Yay, welcome to this sacred conversation. I am Abiola Abrams and I am so excited that you are here with me today. Come on into the room. Come on into the room. If we are just meeting for the first time, woo! (laughs) This is the global goddess. Rising Circle, where all month long, the month of October 2021, we have been celebrating, partying our boo faces off in the galactic universe, celebrating this new beautiful deck, the African Goddess Rising Oracle Cards. So glad that you are here. And if you have your deck, then you are in the right place. And if you don't have your deck yet, go get it. You're still in the right place. Hello, Goddess Carla. Hello, Goddess Luz. Hello, Goddess Zakia. Hello, Goddess Cece. All of the goddesses who are coming in the room. So today we have actually a very special guest who is not here yet but has been sharing about our interview. So I'm thinking, you know, today the tech goblins have been getting to me, (laughs) y'all. The tech goblins have been getting to me. My computer is not working. Immediately after this call, I have to go run to Best Buy to get a computer. And so I am assuming that maybe there's just some tech stuff that is happening and she is on her way. I'll tell you who it is in a second. Goddess Karen. So, just to let you know, she says, Sorry, I'm in a seminar all week until Friday. That's okay because we have reruns at globalgoddessrising.com or replays, I guess. You can see how old I am. Reruns. Yeah, we got reruns, y'all. <laughs> at Global Goddess Club. Com. somebody put in the comments for me globalgoddessclub.com hello goddess davida hello brazil hello arizona hello ireland goddess carolyn says blessings and love always from ireland yes so hopefully she will be here soon let's all put our intention toward calling in our guests oh wait there she is i think she's here i think she's here she is the creator of one of my favorite Tarot decks, the Light Seers Tarot. And I think she's in the room. So let's bring her in and talk to her and talk about all of the magic stuff. Yay! Hi! Hi okay. Yay! <laughs> the check on so, me, I'm
1: so sorry. <laughs>
0: no, no, no. It is it, it's perfectly okay. Like if I told you like the things that have been happening, technically it's all right. It's it's perfectly okay. It means we're just we're just too powerful for this world sometimes, aren't we, Ann <laughs>
1: I break computers a lot, not going to lie.
0: <laughs> yes. So wait, so let me introduce you because this is this is really exciting me, for me because you and I have been kind of corresponding on social media for like maybe a couple of years now. Let me tell you who this goddess is. I'm going to read from her booklet because I have one device <laughs> at the moment to like go and pick up a new computer in a little bit. Goddess Chrisanne is a deck creator, designer, and magic maker, as well as brand strategist and owner of Pixel Brand, a branding and graphic design company. She has successfully kickstarted three independent card decks, the Sacred Creators Oracle, the Lightseers Tarot, or some people say tarot, I say tarot, and The Muse Tarot, and she offers unique courses for creators that combine marketing and branding with manifestation and intuition, and you can visit her online at n with an e, dot com. Yay! <laughs> So let's begin at the beginning goddess and then work our way up. How did you get started playing around in the realm of magic and divination?
1: Oh my goodness. Wow. That's so I started when I was very young. And before you know before I jump in, I do want to say it's so nice to finally chat with you because I think that I think I first saw you on SoundCloud like five or six years ago even when we were first Yeah, so it is is such a delight. So thank you for that. So first, before I get started, had to say it, because I may forget. <laughs> <laughs> um, so magic, <clears throat> magic, and uh, probably when I was about 15 or 16, I mean, even prior, my imagination was always like this, I had this wild imagination. I was always creating these worlds within worlds within worlds in my mind. And when I was about 15 or 16, I started to find like, my way into things like runes and cards and and creating realities and so since then I mean but it's been an off off and on relationship I would say it wasn't like 15 years old and I was hooked and that was it forever it was 15 years old and I was hooked and then I was busy with school and all of those things and life and so it was always sort of like coming in and out of my awareness for many many years and then in the last 15 years that's when it's been like persistently a part of my you know my daily life. Mm,
0: okay now (laughs) was this something that your family was also into how did you how did
1: you learn about these things you know um I come from a home where my parents were actually when I was young the reason why I wasn't jumping into it as quickly as some people did at that time was because my parents were rather afraid of anything that was kind of like from the metaphysical store (laughs) but um but I mean I did have there was a lot of Imagination. I have a Celtic background. There was lots of ideas around, like fairies and like, like these magical creatures. And there was a lot of mythology in my life and in my world. So yeah, they, there was. It was a part of it, but it wasn't a part that you know, I couldn't be super overt about some of the things when I was young. When I got a little bit older, that's when I kind of took it on. And um, and now my parents are amazing with it, and they love it. My mom, she's like the first proof of all of my books, and so. <laughs> So, you know, we, we grow, we grow, you know, yes. at first they thought it was something that was a little bit like, oh, is this, is cause a lot of people have that question about, about tarot cards, you know, when they mm-hmm. first heard about them, they, they think about the Hollywood stuff and they're a little bit like, oh, and not about all of the beauty and all of the wisdom and all of the magic that can, that can be I- found.
0: Yeah, I remember having that fear, even, you know, growing up, you know, with knowledge of spirits and spiritual things, still feeling like, oh, is this, you know, is this evil? Is this, you know, scary? Is this going to bring me down the wrong path? So I completely understand that. Was there a teacher or a mentor in your life that helped you to be able
1: to learn about these things or was it only on your own? Um so i'm going to say yes and no which is an interesting way to look at this question because i did have teachers i had like i had two aunts that were like one of them was very very psychic the other one was a nun who was also an nlp master practitioner which is a very strange combination and so i had these very intuitive spiritual powerful women that were mentors or people that i looked up to in my world so they were a part of my life but they didn't i didn't talk to them about cards so cards i totally Mm -hmm. found on my own i found you know it was it was me poking around and like uh in in all of the you know all of the little corners of the book of of all the bookstores that sold cards and kind of just spending time slowly over time learning and then i I found my and i found my group
0: (laughs) then you found your people (laughs) (laughs) i love that your aunt was a nun and an nlp practitioner because i'm an nlp coach as well that is phenomenal do you know anything about her story and how she got involved in nlp or
1: i she's not with us anymore i wish she was because as an adult i would just love 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 to be able to have those you know those deeper conversations with her but i got um as a very you know i was probably not really really young but grade seven grade eight i had a lot of time with my aunt where I was like guinea pigged on a whole lot and she was mm-hmm. and guinea pigged, and she was amazing. So, you know, anything that had to do with school or competitive sports, or, you know, when I got in trouble in high school, my parents would call my aunt in and then we would have like timeline therapy and have a session. So I had a lot of NLP when I was young, which was uh, something that really changed the way I see the world. And something, of course, because you're learning that you can like change your feelings about your past and change your feelings about your timeline and change the trajectory of your life. So having that at a really young age, I think has been, it was so influential to where what I'm doing now, no doubt about it, huge, huge influence.
0: That is phenomenal, phenomenal. And it makes a lot of sense knowing you that, you know, well, the way that I know you, (laughs) knowing your work, I should say that you have that background of an aunt who intervened early in your life and was able to, you know, help you shift the timeline into the timeline where you are a magical oracle creatrix. Mm -hmm. So what was the first deck that you said that, that came to you and called you forward? Which is really how I look at it. It's not so much as, you know, you know, people say, when did you have the idea? It's that the deck
1: calls you forward. Absolutely, yeah. That was the Sacred Creators Oracle. And that happened um i do that as an indie i I did it self-published it the first the first time it was published before it was um, at hay house and so that was my first deck and it was a deck that felt i was still you know i was i was running a creative agency doing a lot of traditional business stuff and kind of like one foot out of the spiritual closet, but not totally. And so that deck was the first one because it was a little more businessy. So it was about creating and about creators and for entrepreneurs, but also had all of this mindset stuff. And so that felt like something that easily aligned with the work that I was already doing. And so at one point I just shifted my business, jumped right into that. And then it, it's almost like that was it for me. I found that I found my love. I found my like happiness, as far as like creating tools for people versus producing graphics for people it's just a different i mean it's obviously it's totally different um, daily day-to-day work that i do um, but i love it yeah it's my happy place <laughs> well
0: your work is our happy place as well someone in the comments wanted to know what nlp is it's neuro-linguistic programming so you also was that the deck that you started on doing a kickstarter for Yes, that was my first Kickstarter. Yes. Wow. Well, that is badass. That is very courageous because doing a Kickstarter campaign is not for the faint of heart. Can you talk about that? And we have a lot of international viewers, so maybe explain to them what
1: crowdfunding is and and, and that pathway. Sure. Yeah. So, you know, anyone that's out there that has the dream to create a deck or maybe even an idea or you're an artist or you're an author or both. Um, it's possible if you don't have all of the money to go out and manufacture it because it's a big, huge deal to like put out all the money out front. So what you do is you kind of, you get enough of the project done so that people can get a sense of what it is. And then you put the project out on a platform. I use Kickstarter. There are a few of them. Indiegogo is another one. You put your project out and then it's sort of a make it or break it. Like if people like it, they back it and they say, Oh, I'm going to buy this in advance knowing that like if, if it's funded because there's a project, You know there's a number that has to be hit if it's funded the project goes forward and if it's not funded it doesn't and so it is a huge it feels like such a huge risk right as a creator because you actually are putting it out in the public in in the public's eye and you're you know you're putting it out and you're like please i hope they like it i hope they like it (laughs) and um and so my first that was my first deck and i had i think 200 and two or 203 backers like I remember that number because it was such a huge number for me it just was like it felt like at the time it was it was a dream it was a dream to be able to produce something you know and so I just wanted to make enough money to be able to send it off and get it all manufactured and done And, and that's how you know that's how it got started for sure it was kickstarter is not for the faint of heart though it feels like 30 days of like watching the screen and Please. Did someone else back it?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. we have a lot of creative people in the audience. I see Bomani and hello, goddess Tracy. And uh, AJ says, goddess AJ says, I have a deck in my heart. I'm thankful for this information. Let's talk about not, you know, just having something in your heart and mm-hmm. having the courage to bring it Forward and put it out into the world. You help creatives, you know, by by helping them to to give a, a face to their vision as
1: well. Can you speak a little bit toward that? Absolutely, you know. And this is sort of my my relationship with energy or goddess or source or the universe. It really functions in the form of creativity. And I know a lot of creative people feel the same where It's sort of you know, like creativity can become this beautiful form of spirituality for me that's the way it feels and so I get this inkling or this urge and something you know this idea we all have these you know little seeds of ideas and I get really excited in the beginning like everyone else and then you know you kind of start and you take one or two steps and then all of a sudden the doubt creeps in and that is where you need your you know that's where you need your toolkit that's where you need your power of belief that's where you need your um your trust in yourself, your trust in in the divine, your trust in the path, your trust that it's going to work out exactly the way it's supposed to, even though it may not be exactly what we think. (laughs) And so in that, you know, in that whole process, I feel like it's such a, it's a hugely heart opening process because you have to be vulnerable. You have to put yourself out in, you know, in, and be willing to fail, which is something that we're not taught to do. We hear about it and we're, you know, logically it makes sense because we can't succeed we're not willing to fail but we're not we're not shown how to do that when we're young so you know to be so vulnerable and to put your project out oftentimes um it just feels like a very big risk because so many creatives myself included for a really long time we sort of believe in some way that my work equals me and that's not really true you know i've found that in the last Especially in the last two or three years, I've started to realize that, you know, you put something out into the world, but then it's done, and it's you, you've birthed it, and it has a life of its own, and and it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. But then, I'm not still thinking about those old projects every day. Who I am today is not that work, you know.
0: Yes, that is so powerful because, you know, I can't, I can have said it better that when you are a creative person, you do feel like, you know, every rejection feels personal. So if, you you know, and every, and the vulnerability of asking with a Kickstarter, you know, having to say to people, okay, well, here is, you know, here's my work and that kind of vulnerability, but that kind of vulnerability and risk is what creates, you know, the greatest heart-centered, heartfelt work.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And there's, you know, and there's also um, the the question when we're creating too, I think we need to be very clear. And it's not something that I did very well for a really long time. I wasn't necessarily very clear on like, what is success, you know, and what will success be for me? And oftentimes, you know, I would always be like feeling like success was this thing out in front of me that I was always trying to chase. And because I wanted to feel a certain way. And then it was like kickstarting the decks and the light series deck did ha, has done very well and this this understanding that wait a second that feeling of success comes from me that doesn't come from how the deck does like it doesn't like actually success is really it's a mindset it's a it's a feeling it's a it's a vibration or a, or an energy it's not a destination. And I've been told that my whole life you know it's it's all about the journey. But it took kind of looking back and saying, oh, I didn't set my sights on the, t- I didn't define success well enough, you know? Mm. So I'm still learning and growing in the journey. Of course, like so many of us are like, we're not done. So.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, while we're still here, you're not done. And the beautiful thing about cre- birthing your creative works is that when you put that out there, then the next one comes and the next thing and the next thing. and. One of the things that, you know, someone was telling me is that she w- she has all of these great ideas, but she feels held back because she's scared to put them out there. She's scared that someone might steal it or someone might copy it or if she does a Kickstarter. You know, someone will steal her idea. Mm-hmm. And you've had people, I've had people steal from me, steal my work. You've had people, you know, um, they're bootlegging your,
1: your debt. They're bootlegging- <laughs> Talk about that. Yeah, it's there. There is an energy around it for sure. But, you know, um, I try my best <laughs> to not get too wrapped up in the like the energy of it. Like I will go through the steps and I will say, OK, this is infringement and send out the notices that I have to send, but not be too tied to the results of it and not get not get my energy so tied into that, because when we do, it's like there's this this sense of, um it just stagnates my energy. It's like, it's, it, I feel stagnant, right? It's just like this full stagnation of energy because it's scarcity, because I'm like, ah, it's mine, it's mine, it's mine. And really, I often sink into, when it comes to the bootlegging specifically, I often sink into, ah, this is how it reaches more people. And my goal for that deck was that it would be healing. And so I cannot be so tied to how that happens, you know? Mm. So it is, uh, but I'm also, I'm also not... Someone who worries about someone stealing my stuff—that's something as a creative, and I've been a professional creative for a long time. Even when I was study, I studied design in, in university. They made us read a book that was, um, oh, I can't remember the title. Well, but basically, it's it's steal like an artist kind of thing, right? Because yeah. it's just explaining that no ideas are really fully unique in a way. And often things are in the collective, and often things are like, you know, if it needs to happen collectively, I fully believe that it manifests itself in a variety of different people through a variety of different sources and different creative projects. And so when I see something that looks similar to mine, I tend to, my my instinct, unless it's blatant, I'm not like, oh, they, they copied mine. But I notice a lot of creatives and a lot of people who have this sort of creative angst when it comes to that, think something could be kind of sort of similar and they immediately go to, they copied me, and i think that's often not the case i think it's just it's something that needs to be birthed for the greater good of all so it's in the hearts of more than one person i agree there's the
0: collective unconscious you know and it's and it's it's there it's in you know the the collected heart of all of us together as creators i would love for us to oh wait before we pull a card from your deck there's a deck that i saw that i don't think is out net ne- out yet and it's kind of like a cabinet of curiosities. What yes. what is that called? That was so exciting to see that.
1: Because, <laughs> yes, the title of curious creatures. It is. Yes. A, it's. I mean, this is a. I'll I'll share. It. It's it's a very yeah. quirky deck. It is something that in um, January of 2020, I had my nephews here visiting from Chile. I had this teenage energy in the house, and I just felt like I needed to switch things up creatively, and so I did this kind of quirky um peculiar funny sort of deck which is very different than than the rest of my work and they're all just human animals and they are like these human bodies with with oh let me find my camera there like there's a goldfish and uh sorry my my regular camera was not working which is why we have this bright light and it's not so beautiful um it's not so crisp so i'll do my best to share here you know but they're just these fun vintage sort of retro yeah. animals that yeah that are very playful i wanted to, i wanted to do something that was playful and um Yeah. So that's coming out November 2nd.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's so fun. Okay, good. It's just about to come out. Hey, House, put the link in the comments for anyone who is watching. There's the link in the comments for the Tarot of Curious Creatures. Yes. Oh, that's so Mm -hmm. perfect. That's so perfect. Okay. So let's pull a card from the Lightseer's Tarot. Before we do that, I want you all to just take a look at these cards they're these beautiful contemporary and actually while i show these chrisanne can you talk to us about what your
1: vision was for this deck visually specifically you know i had in the back of my mind the whole i had this mantra i i mentioned this before that i had this mantra when i was creating the deck like let it be healing let it be healing let it be healing that was like my main goal and then there was there were all of these other things that i that i desired for the deck and um One of them, of course, was that it looked contemporary, that it was easy to read, that it looked like, you know, the people that you know in your life so that almost anyone or or, yes, anyone who wants to learn how to read cards would be able to pick up the deck and just sort of get an intuitive feel for some of the archetypes, what they mean, how they could relate to your life, how they, you know, or maybe there's someone that they remind you of. And this this card reminds me of so and so. And then that's even an intuitive hit that people can run with when they're reading the cards. So I really wanted it to be, you know, all the things, all the things that it needed to be for for a contemporary DAC, of course, including many different people and different ages and um, different backgrounds.
0: That's what I was gonna say, and it's diverse. Like one of the things that I just really related to this deck is that you know there are black people in this deck, there are black people in this deck, there are Asian people in there. You know, I'm like, wow, these you like that looks like my cousins, that looks like my family, and it just it feels so good. Like there's so many of these beautiful, the beautiful, beautiful artwork in this deck that I completely. Relate to. Look at him. Like how fine is he? <laughs> <laughs> did you design these after people? That did you do the art? Did you illustrate it after people that you know specifically, or just people in your imagination? Yeah, you
1: know, it was just um in the moment. Whichever card felt right, whichever person felt right for the card, you know, was uh, it was it, they are not specific people. You no. Know. They're just, it also depended on um, the models I could use. And like, I used a lot of images that I could source from to, you know, so it it depended upon a lot of different factors, you know? And also then at the end, of course, there's this whole look at like, okay, you know, as soon as you start to do something like that, then you have to look and say, oh, is there, you know, is maybe I need to change something because I need to make sure that everyone's represented in in all the different facets, you know, so it, it, it became a little more logical near the end of it. You know, the last, there were certain cards at the end that had to be done a certain way. But in the beginning, it was really just like, let me just feel into this archetype, which art feels the best and, you know, go. Hey, okay. <laughs> okay. well, would you please give us a reading? So I'm gonna shuffle and you just tell us when, when it is. Okay. Uh, general reading for everyone. Beautiful. Um, So this is the Seven of Wands. And this energy, you know, I feel like this is really good for where we're, you know, we're headed into this, um, well, we're headed, we're in ancestor season, aren't we? And we're headed into the last portion of the year, and we're headed into a whole lot of change. And so the Seven of Wands typically has to do with having had been working on something and getting a certain amount of either success or traction, and then, so maybe you're hearing anything from anyone else from the outside and it starts to put doubt in it or you know seeds of doubt in your head or maybe there's a little bit of doubt trickling in or there's a little you know whatever it is that you're working on just know that you know maintain your energy she's sitting there she's so peaceful and she's created this bubble around her and it's this bubble of energy sort of just like filling herself with energy putting it out and saying you know i'm here i'm gonna stay in my zone i'm going to you know it doesn't it's almost like finding that peace in the storm especially as we get into like busy season and holiday season and really sort of just rooting into some peace some inner peace and not you know naysayers be gone you know worries be gone a little bit just like in your home sacred space Mm, like protect your magic absolutely protect your peace protect your magic well as we are
0: celebrating my new deck the african goddess
1: rising
0: (laughs) oracle cards i'm going to ask you to please pull a card from this deck so let's just focus and just tell
1: me when okay okay there you go
0: when? <laughs> we have pulled exactly along the same lines. This is Goddess Tituba, and this is the ancestor suit. So the it's red here, meaning root chakra, or in this deck, it's called the Temple of Ancestors. So complete alignment. And this is the card of feeling safe, feeling safe. And when she shows up, it is about us needing to kind of um, to cocoon ourselves, to feel safe, to feel grounded, to feel connection, that we're in the season and the time where we're, it's an inward time that we're going into. And so grounding yourself, nourishing yourself with nourishing conversations like this and nourishing foods and nourishing activities, taking good care of yourself to feel safe in your body, feel safe in the world, feel safe in your connections and conversations. And Tituba, she was the first person who was, um, who was arrested in the Salem witch trials in the United States. And she comes from the region of my family, my ancestors. She was uh, taken from the Guyanas and trafficked through Barbados to the United States. And so she didn't have the safety in her body So she shows up to remind us that you are safe and it is safe to be safe. And so Goddess Chrisanne, will you please pick a winner for us uh, for the deck for today? And all that Hay House asks is that it's someone with a little Facebook icon because you'll see Facebook and YouTube So please pick someone who is our winner today. And actually, if if, Hey House, if you don't mind, they should be the winner of the the new, Chrisanne's new deck, As well as this deck. So,
1: (laughs) yes. So I don't see the comments. I'm looking through um, the back part, but let's say person 11, whoever the 11th 11th comment is. And like from now, from the comment now, no, like not. (laughs) Comment
0: from now. Let's see. So we've got Goddess Kathy. I see Goddess Kimberly. I see Hey House giving a thumbs up. (laughs) Hey House giving a thumbs up to yes to the deck. All right, let's see. Come on, put your comments in.
1: Goddess oh, K. Well, I meant backwards from the, the ones that already existed. No one's gonna. Everyone's gonna wait till ten. <laughs> hey, no, Come
0: on, guys. Goddess Lisa, Susan, Lavaris. Goddess Kimberly. Is it ten or eleven? Did you say
1: eleven?
0: Eleven. Okay. Hi, so number 11 that I see is goddess Julie, and her last name is, I may be mispronouncing this, but maybe Wyabe, W-I-E, be like boy, E, Julie Wyabe. She is the winner of both decks. So congratulations, goddess <laughs> So before we go, in closing, because I know that you support creative people and I know that this conversation, so many people are saying that this conversation for them has been soul food what is your advice for someone who has a dream in their heart you know maybe a deck maybe a book maybe a
1: painting whatever it is to go forward yeah it's it's just it's taking the steps and it's like one step in front of the other you know it's like we never run a marathon unless we do that first step and then the next step and all of a sudden you look back and you've got half a marathon done (laughs) it's really just going for it and knowing um that I personally, and in my experience with everyone that I've ever worked with, I don't believe that we can have these inclinations or these desires within us without having also the ability to do those things. So if you have that desire, you know, if you're like, oh, I want to write a book, you can do it. The only like people that can't write a book don't desire to write a book. <laughs> yeah, like you cool. you, you want to do it because you know that you can. So I would say just go for it.
0: Well said, well said. Well, we are excited about the new deck and all of the beautiful work that you have already put into the world. Please tell people where to find you and your magic goddess, Chris Ann. Well, um,
1: my website is uh, wwwchris ecom But if you just want to chat, you just want to reach out and say hi, Instagram is where I spend more time on social media. And so my Instagram handle is pixie curio it's horrible for branding but it's (laughs) it is what it is (laughs) it's been around for too long to change it now p-i-x-i-e-c-u-r-i-o and just you know come say hi
0: i I must thank you for referring me to speak at the event um i'm the name of it is escaping me next year i'm (laughs) on the docket
1: Awesome. That's so cool. I love it. I love love it. You know, I love your deck. I'm still waiting for it. I ordered it. It hasn't come yet. (laughs) But what I've seen, it's just so beautiful. And it's, it's, you know, it's a perfect spot because it's all card people. So I'm so glad that I'm so glad that you guys connected. That's fantastic.
0: Oh, thank you so much.
1: Thank (laughs) you in person. Yes, yes, we'll get to meet in person.
0: I love your energy and thank you for all of the magic that you make in the world. And thank you to everyone who is here in this conversation. I think that you're feeling your hearts as warmed as, I am from this beautiful energy. And for those of you who want to see the rest of the conversations in this series, please go to globalgoddessclub.com. Globalgoddessclub.com. And I will see you. We'll we'll see you in in the ether in the next Sacred Conversation. Bye, everyone. Salwona, that means we see you. Bye. And thank you, Hey House.